0: Welcome in, Champions Club Podcast. We're here, we're live, we got it all for you here. I'm Tori Gurley, I am Monty Moss. Week five in the books, ladies and gentlemen. A lot of great games. Been a crazy fantasy week for myself. I know Tori has a lot to explain. We'll get all to that later on in the show. All of our information today will be brought to you by our friend from DraftKings. If you guys don't have the DraftKings app, you guys can sign up today. For all you iPhone users, just go to your Play Store and type in uh, DraftKings, or for all your Android users, type in DraftKings, DraftKings.com, sign up today, sports betting as well as fantasy football. Tory, man, good to be back, my brother, another week, good to be back with you on air, good to hear from you, week five in the books, my brother, man, uh, how, how, how we doing, man, how do we Man, we got a lot to talk about in today's show. I'm excited, but, you know, how's everything with you, man, as we dig into uh, week six?
1: Man, let's go. Like, the way we picking these games and giving out these fantasy tips, they need to pay us the big bucks, man. Like, they need to have us plastered all over television because we're really on a hot streak right now, and I was more impressed, not with my pick, but your pick, man, with you taking the Las Vegas Raiders against the Kansas city chiefs. Like yes, you are on fire right now. You are the bet <laughs> God, man. So man, I, I'm, I'm proud of my dog. Cause you literally went against the grain when everybody yeah. else was screaming, Patrick Mahomes. Oh, Pat. Oh, Pat. I'm scared of Pat and Tyree.
0: <laughs> you said, give me Chucky. Chucky yep. went out there
1: and killed the chiefs, man. I loved yeah,
0: that. Man. Yeah. Hey, big shout out. You know, you always taught me to, ha- to have that confidence, man. And, you know, we, as we touched on, on, on last week's episode with the two offensive juggernauts going head-to-head with John Gruden and Coach Andy Reid. And uh, it was a shootout, to say the least, as we both predicted it was to be. But I believed in those Raiders to come out on top and get the win. And they were the underdog coming in. At one point, the spread was at uh, 14, two touchdown lead. Uh, the Chiefs were a favorite of. But as Sunday came closer, started to drop. I think it locked in at 11. But yeah, man! Shout out to myself, but you know, all the credit goes to you for in, acknowledging that me and to me at an early age about, you know, saying not being afraid to go against the grain, and I did. So shout out to the Raiders, and we'll get into our locks of the week later oh, on yeah. the show. Champions yeah, Club out, Podcast. Sh- shout ahead. out to
1: Kirk Cousins too. You know, Woo! Like I told everybody,
0: Captain yeah. Kirk on primetime. Captain Kirk on primetime, which we're gonna get into later on the show as we break down week five for all you guys here on the Champions Club Podcast. That game turned out to be a, a crazy, crazy ending. The fourth and one conversion, which the Vikings didn't get. Let Russ Cook kept cooking. And Metcalf Kitchen has continued to be a a phenomenal American success around the National Football League. Champions Club podcast, Tori Gurley. I am Monty Moss. Tori, man, week five, a lot of games, man. A lot of great games. Not also from that primetime game on Sunday Night Football on NBC with the Vikings and the Seahawks, but tons and tons of games from around week five, man. What's some of your biggest takeaways uh, after week five? um now we're
1: starting to separate the men from the boys and you know we see a lot of pretenders out here and um i'm more impressed with uh teams like the tennessee titans uh you know the green bay packers are still rolling uh new england patriots you know with them getting a healthy cam newton back so it it's gonna be pretty exciting moving forward to see how these teams jockey for uh playoff position
0: yeah um uh, elaborating on what Tori said you know, reports came out today that Cam had reported back to practice. So for all you Patriots fans out there, including myself, that is great news. Of course, uh, the game from Sunday that's supposed to be played uh, between the Patriots and the Broncos, that got postponed, which we all were looking forward to. And I kind of am happy that it got postponed <laughs> because I don't know what Jarrett Stidham or Brian or whoever the starter would have been, would have went out at home against the Broncos and did, especially the way uh, both quarterbacks have played against the Chiefs uh, following the game before that on Monday night. So, Kind of happy that the game got postponed, but I am happy to hear that Cam is back. But we're missing one more piece and our defensive jug. The man that shuts it down all the time, Stephon Gilmore, waiting to hear news on him. Uh, he is fine. He is uh, rehabbing and getting back uh, to getting back on the field. But Cam reported today, and hopefully we get to hear Gilmore report back within the next few days. Hopefully, he'll be game ready Sunday. We're not sure as of this moment. Tory, man, looking around at this week five schedule, I am impressed with some teams out there, but I'm also disappointed. And the first disappointment I'm going to go at is the San Francisco 49ers. Yes, they had no Jimmy G last week. Yes, they did play the Dolphins this week at home. Jimmy G did get benched in that game. They did wind up losing 43-17. I'm not sure what, what what's the issue over there. Jimmy G comes out in his press conference after the game and, and is talking about confidence. My thing is, if I give you $100 million, you should have all the confidence in the world to go out there with me some ball games. Yes, all the games might not be ugly, but you can't come to a press conference and tell me that confidence is an issue knowing that uh, this organization, John Lynch and uh, Kyle Shanahan, uh, basically gave the, the check, the blue note on say, hey, this is going to be our guy for the, for long term. What's your take on the 49ers situation right now and also your take from that game on Sunday and their loss to the Dolphins? It just
1: lets you know how hard it is to win in this league, and that's something that easily gets taken for granted. Um, the San Francisco 49ers last year – Steamroll through the regular season you know there was no expectation Mm -hmm. and even made it to the super bowl and and literally should have won the super bowl uh but it all fell on the arm of of jimmy g you know he was he, he was not able to make throws in the second half of that game it kept the door open for the chiefs to knock down and eventually they end up winning and moving forward to this year uh it's hard to get back to where you were a couple months ago by being in the Super Bowl. Like, football doesn't work that way. You start all over with a brand-new team, and you're zero and zero. And they just been bit by the injury bug. I mean, when you look at their uh, the IR or you look at the injury report, it is long. It is a laundry list uh, full of names that are starters, guys that are out for the year. You know, we have Bosa and Richard Sherman and Debo Samuel and Mostert, and you can just name Jimmy G. Uh, it just shows like that's how hard it is to win in the NFL. Like at one moment you could be rolling, you you can be a Super Bowl team, and literally the next moment you could be giving ready to to draft Trevor Lawrence with the first pick. I mean, you know it just <laughs> yeah. you know it, it happens real fast, and um, you know we'll, the way they went out and played against Miami, you can tell that Jimmy is not confident in his ankle. You know he was out there trying to play on one leg, and he he was trying to will his team to victory, but. You know, if you're not right mentally, then physically you're not going to be able to go out and perform at that high level you're accustomed to playing at. And it really showed. And you know, they got the doors beat off of them. And your boy Fitz Magic balled out that game. <laughs> Shout out to Devonte Parker, another Shout fantasy pickup. Shout out to the,
0: those two guys, man. The beard continues to grow, as they say. And uh, you know, Tori, great points, man. Jimmy G didn't really look like himself. He definitely didn't look like the hundred million dollar man that we were accustomed to seeing, especially last year, as you said. During that regular season, uh, he, he, before he getting benched, he was 7 of 17 with 77 pass yards, did throw two interceptions before they pulled the plug on him, told him take a seat. But going forward, man, what, what, is this, what does this do for the 49ers? Is, it, is this going to be a thing where, is this going to be a week-to-week thing with Monter and Jimmy G? Yes, he, he may not be 100%, but can you afford, Uh, di- right now in the season, as we head the week six, especially from the 49ers standpoint, yes, they are banged up on both sides of the football to keep going through quarterback obstacles
1: yeah they got to power through because that division is rolling you got Seattle uh they're unbeaten you have the Rams they should be undefeated they were one blown call away from uh being undefeated as well and now you have uh the the Arizona Cardinals you know our, our dark horses that you know we were on back at the beginning of the season in the preseason letting people know hey man Kyle Murray and his team uh they're they're gonna be a tough out so uh, you know, best of luck to the 49ers, but it's gonna be tough sledding from here on out.
0: Speaking of tanking for Trevor Lawrence, Atlanta Falcons lost another game on Sunday. They are they have now dropped to 0 and 5. Yes, that was the divisional game against the Carolina Panthers. Shout out to the Carolina Panthers for getting it done on the road. Falcons already came out and, and fired Dan Quinn and their GM. And right now. There's a lot of certainty going around that organization on if Matt Ryan's going to be their guy, especially long-term. Tori, from your standpoint and how you view this situation, yes, they're already on five. They possibly have right now a great chance of securing a top five to top three pick for this upcoming draft. Yes, Matt Ryan is up there in age. If you were in that front office, maybe their GM or interim GM, what would be your focus to, to to give towards the team? Yes, we don't want to lose football games, but you have two stud quarterbacks, you know, more than two studs, but two definitely uh, franchise-changing quarterbacks at the top of your helm in Trevor Lawrence and Justin Fields. Falcons are already on five, Taurus. Do they just tank for Trevor or tank for Justin?
1: That would be unbelievable because Trevor Lawrence is from the state of Georgia. So That's true. You know, if Atlanta or, you know... I don't know if – to be honest with you, I know those players in that building, uh, they want to go out and compete and they want to try to win games because if you go out and play bad, no one is going to uh, give you the benefit of the doubt when it comes to free agency or when it comes to, uh, you know, making your money when it's your contract yeah. gear. So mm-hmm. um, those guys need each other, and I think with them firing Dan Quinn, it can be a, a, a jump start to getting guys to buy back in, just being like, you know what? Let's just go out here and ball so then at the end of the year we can have jobs. You know, those are the real conversations you're having amongst your teammates and peers. From a front office standpoint, you know, I guess they can silently root for them to continue to lose because, you know, that puts you in the lottery for those two uh, Heisman candidate quarterbacks that really could change the game. You know, Matt Ryan is getting up in age, but I think with us talking about this, uh, knowing Matt Ryan and knowing this guy, he has a lot of pride, I think he goes out on Sunday and he puts up a hell, of perfor- a hell of a performance to let people know, man, he still got it. So uh, just as easy as, as it is to beat up on the Falcons, this is a situation where I'll be backing them.
0: Yeah, and don't get me wrong, Falcons have the talent offensively. And they also have some talent on the defense end. I don't know what's going on in the locker room, behind closed doors with that organization. Yes, they did just fire their head coach and fire the GM. Maybe this does spark some type of uh, uh, change towards heading in the right direction. But as of now, there's a lot of uncertainty and a lot of questions that need to be answered, especially from the outside looking in on, yes, they're they're winless this year. Is this the route they go? Do they prepare for the future? Do they sit here and and let a season roll by? But looking at the numbers, Matt Ryan finished with 21-37, 226 passing yards, did throw one interception. Ty Gurley had a hell of a day, not also on the ground, but also from a fantasy standpoint. 121 rushing yards on 14 carries, did get in the end zone. My good old buddy, Calvin, really got it done. Eight receptions, 136 yards, a fancy football killer as well. And big, big, big shout-out. I've said it two weeks in a row, America. When will you guys hop on the train of Mr. Mike Davis? Mike Davis had a hell of a game on the on the ground. 16 uh, rushes for 89 yards. The guy is a beast. He's, he's racking up, racking up, racking up fancy points for these last three weeks. Hop on the train if you haven't, which we'll get into later on in the show. Two-time Teddy Bridgewater got it done. 27 to 37, 313 pass yards and two touchdowns. Panthers came out with the win on that one. Tori, yes, we, we touched on Raiders and Chiefs. I want to get into that game a little bit, not also because that was my lock of the week, but just from that standpoint of which we talked about in last week's episode with them two having basically two offensive juggernauts going at it. The final was forty to thirty-two. I was really, really impressed with Derek Carr's performance. Uh, he he was he stepped up big and in, 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 in that game made some big key throws twenty two to thirty one three hundred forty seven pass yards three touchdowns man it was awesome Josh Jacobs did his thing on on the ground and the return of Henry Ruggs, we haven't talked about him a lot not also on the Champions Cup podcast but in general he's been banged up been in and out of the games but I'm happy to see him he had a a, a buck eighteen and a touchdown as well Tori what was your take from that that shootout that shootout in KC uh, with the Raiders coming out on top forty to 32. Man, shout out to
1: David Carr. Uh, he he doesn't get enough uh, credit, man. Carr is always getting picked on between the media or even his coach. And, you know, that first drive, he goes out there and turns the ball over, and literally from there, it, it's like it just opened up the floodgates. He's like, you know what? I got this turnover out of me. Now it's time for me to go play. And the dynamic playmakers he have, you have Waller. Uh, Rugs out there, Brian Edwards. It was Hunter Renfro even made plays. It it was great to see the Raiders have a a collective team effort, and I'm I'm even more shocked with their defensive line. Uh, They got after Patrick Mahomes, they sacked him, and and they were able to drop seven and eight guys back in coverage, and it really gave them fits. I mean, I really can't name you outside of uh, Josh Abram. That's the only defensive back I can name for the Raiders. Everyone else is a bunch of fill-in guys, and to see those dudes go out and compete at a high level, it just lets you know they wanted it more than the Chiefs uh, this past Sunday.
0: Yeah. Shout-out to John Gruden. He was really gutsy in the play call on what you have to be against the Kansas City Chiefs. Can't be conservative. And they got it done, man. But Cleveland Browns got it done again. They just keep on winning. And they're rolling. They're playing at a high level, 32 to 23, which were final against the Indianapolis Colts. And yeah, uh, if you guys hadn't watched or tuned into last week's episode on a Champions Club podcast, we literally said this Cowboys and Giants game was a payday or a contract seeking game for any Giant player in this game. 37-34 was your final. Big news story, of course, the injury, season ending injury of Dak Prescott. Um I was I, I feel I feel really bad for the man. Uh he played he played a a great game up to the point that he had got injured with his ankle did have successful surgery, by the way. What does this do for the Cowboys going forward? Is this is this their division still to win despite him being down out for a year and Andy Dalton coming in because he led a hell of a hell of a game winning drives to go ahead and, and, and cap off the win for those guys. But where do the Cowboys go from here without Dak Prescott?
1: Yeah, I think it's still their division for them to win because they have a lot of talent on offense, and if the redhead rifle, if Mister Andy Dalton can just <laughs> hold it in the road. He doesn't have to go out there and perform like Dak Prescott. I think they're going to get back to running the football because the Dallas Cowboys also lost two tackles. You know, you lost Mm -hmm. Lil Collins and and Tyron Smith. So you're losing two Hall of Fame type guys, you know, all pro players. And you need to protect your your quarterback because now you're down to Andy Dalton. So I think you're going to get a heavy dose of Ezekiel Elliott. And with them playing that type of football, it keeps your defense off the field, to where you're not going three and out as much. And I think they need to sure up their defense because man, you know they let Daniel Jones. Lit- I-, I think it's not. I think the Giants should have won the football game. The Giants yeah. lost the game. Like Dallas yeah. didn't win. The Giants lost. So, but that division is so bad; it's literally a coin flip. Hell, it wouldn't shock me to see Washington football team win a division with Alex Smith. You know the way it's going. <laughs>
0: The return of Alex Smith definitely indeed welcome back my man good to see you back on the field after that gruesome injury that he had but that Prescott want to send on behalf of Champions Club podcast we want to send out our prayers to you yes Not sir. also did Thoughts he go through prayers. a crazy uh 2020 with the loss of his brother and having mental health issues and off the field issues but now with this injury I can only imagine what he's going through from a mental standpoint so on behalf of Champions Club podcast we want to send out our love to you man and you healthy and hope to see you back on the field soon, man, one day at a time. But as Torrey touched on, yes, the the Cowboys did get back to that running heavy dose. Zeke had 19 rushing carries for 91 yards, got in the end zone twice. That's the formula that the Cowboys are going to have to go, go with for these next few weeks as we roll on to the season because you can't have a guy like Andy Dalton throw the ball 35, 38, 40 times in a football game. So I agree with you. I do think they get back to what got them there. Uh, last year in, in, in that run doses with Ezekiel and Tony Pollard, I do like Tony Pollard. The guy reminds me of a lot of a James White. Comes out of the backfield, can catch, can run, doesn't really talk, just shuts up, straps up his helmet, and go and do what needs to be done. C.D. Lamb had a great game. Great, racked up a lot of fantasy points as well. Eight recession 124 yards, was killing it. Michael Gallup, four recession 73 yards. And on the Giants' side, yes, Torrey, the Giants did lose that game. Daniel Jones. Had an okay game. 20 of 33, 222 passing yards. Didn't get a chance to even throw a touchdown, which I think that kind of hurted them in a way. But welcome back, Devontae Freeman. For all you people out there that may not know, he was the running back for the Atlanta Falcons in quite some time. Did play in a Super Bowl. Did score against my New England Patriots, but 28-3, i I'm pretty sure still haunts him. But where this division is a mess, Torrey said the Cowboys can possibly win. I think they can. I I I think right now it's sort of, a unrealistic un- situation where everyone is clearly having a mess breakdown in the division. You know, it's not like a few years ago, Tory, where Eagles got off to a hot start the year they won a Super Bowl, or the year that the Cowboys had a great start, but wind up losing a few games. It, it's just anybody's division. I feel, and I agree with you. I wouldn't be shocked if Alex Smith got on a quick hot streak and went on a four game win streak and they're right back in the hunt. So yeah, we just want to send our love to Dak Prescott seahawks and vikings story this is a game that was a sunday night game on nbc i um was looking forward to this you looking forward to this you picked your lock of the week actually was the vikings to win on the road and man 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 you came close 27 26 what's your takeaway from that game that that fourth down and one did you agree with that play call
1: i'm hurt uh i had a couple bucks on that game and uh uh, a friend of mine, we would have hit a parlay for like forty two hundred bucks because we had nice. the under, and we had uh, the the Seattle Sea not the Seattle Sea we had the Minnesota Vikings on the money line, and yeah. it, it was going to be a nice payout. And mm-hmm. to watch Russ, well, for us not to convert that fourth and one, you know, it, I'm not mad at the play call. I just wish the back <laughs> would have found a better hole instead, <laughs> of right full, <laughs> instead of running right into the full instead of running right into the the crack in the butt of the uh, uh, yeah. of the fullback, you know, I wish he could have, you know, maybe went elsewhere. But, uh, you know, Russ really just broke my heart, man. This guy converted two fourth down conversions uh, in a mm-hmm. two-minute drive. He went yeah. 95 yards, and he scored on fourth and goal with no time left on the clock. I mean, Who did he just...
0: throw the ball to?
1: DK Metcalf, man. It's Metcalf, just... Kitchen oh. America. Yes. It's yeah. hot. And, and, you know, that hurts. But you know what? That's football. He's having an MVP-type year, so the only thing I can do is take my hat off to the guy. At least I know I was on the right side, you know, from the spread point of view, but I really wanted to be the smartest man in the room by picking that upset. But, you know, it's all good. You know, I'm happy with Kirk Cousins. Uh, He performed well. Uh, Adam Thielen really got into it. Before Dalvin Cook was hurt, they literally were just running the ball up and down on Seattle. Like, they couldn't stop the run and – uh, you know, the new receiver from LSU, he went out, had a pretty good game, the rookie. so I, Justin I'm, Jefferson. Justin Jefferson. So I, I'm extremely happy with what I saw with the Vikings, and, you know, they, they should be okay moving forward.
0: Yeah, I mean, for a game like that, with them on the road, the conditions of the game, I, I tip my hat off to to the Vikings too because we all know what Kirk Cousins does in prime time, and it ain't good. But he finished 27-39, 249 yards, two touchdowns, did throw one interception, sacked three times. And as you mentioned, Dalvin Cook was injured. A guy by the name of Alexander Madison came in and carried the load, 20 rush yards for 112. His fantasy stock right now is jumping so high. They are buying into him right now, to Mr. Madison. I'm not saying do it, which we're going to touch on later on the show in our fantasy segment. I'm not saying buy stock now, but... Well, just 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 keep an eye out for Dalvin Cook's status because he proved himself on Sunday night that he can get the job done and he sure did. Adam Thielen, nine receptions to eighty yards. Justin Jefferson before being injured, uh had three receptions for twenty five yards. So just a just a collective game, but can't can't take away that drive, the greatness of Russell Wilson and what he brings to the table. And Metcalf had some big, big catches, man, on that, that game winning drive. And he basically said, you know what? I'm catching this touchdown and I'm shutting down the kitchen for the day. Everybody go home. And they did win 27 26 for your final. Week five in the books. We're preparing for week six, Tori. Bengals and Colts. Colts are coming off a loss against the Browns. And the Bengals got the just had a bad day at the office, which you said last week against the Ravens. They lost really bad, twenty seven to three. Joe Burrow and, and the double beat connection just didn't show up America. But we, we gave you a heads-up on that probably was gonna more than likely going to be the outcome. Bengals and Browns spread is at 8, Torrey. Bengals are coming in as an 8-point underdog. Over and under is currently at 46-and-a-half. What do you like with this game? Both teams are, are, are coming off a loss. Who wins this game? Bengals. Oh, you said, you said Bengals and Browns, or you said bangles Bengals and Colts? But Colts coming off a loss against the Browns. Bengals are coming off a loss excuse me against the ravens both teams are coming off a losing effort from sunday Bengals come in as the eight point underdog over and under at 46 and a half Colts are home who do you like to win this game and what do you like
1: oh lo- definitely love the colts uh when it rains it pours you know i feel sorry for joe burrow uh you know he's been getting beat up but that's what it's all about man you're a rookie and your your franchise is rebuilding and you got to take your lumps uh the the front seven for the Colts is just nasty those guys get after you it's not anything flashy but they just get the job done they're physical they're going to hit you in the mouth they're going to play assignment uh solid football from uh from the back end they have a defensive backs that just go out they roam all over the field and getting their star linebacker back uh mr leonard uh south carolina state bulldog alum this guy's a hell of a ball player so uh, it's it's not looking good for Joe Burrow. And on top of that, man, we said get rid of A.J. Green. But A.J. Yep. Green is now on television saying, y'all get rid of me, man, trade yeah. me. Like, it is bad. And uh, eventually the Bengals will get it going, but I, I definitely love the Colts in this spot, and I think they should cover the spread and, and handle business.
0: Yeah, I think A.J. Green must listen to our episode over the weekend and probably look in the mirror and say, you know what? Those two guys that do Champions Club pockets, they're right, man. I just haven't been myself since the beginning of the season, and I'm not bringing nothing to the table to help Mr. Burrow out. It's literally been the Double B connection, Tyler Boyd, which I told America to hop on his train two weeks ago. And man, it, it's 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 if you listen to me, it's starting to pay off. So AJ Green, we're not sure where he goes from here, but he definitely I'm pretty sure the Bengals he gets a hefty return for him once they trade or maybe a few draft picks. We'll see who knows, but. Colts and Bengals, that would be a 1 o'clock game. Bengals are coming as the 8-point underdog for all you people out there that may not have heard me. Ravens and Eagles story. Ravens, man, they beat the mess out of the Bengals this past Sunday, 27-3. Eagles are coming off a loss on the road against a terrible towel in the Pittsburgh Steelers, which you called last week on Champions Club Podcast. This game, Eagles are coming in at, as, at home as the 8-point underdogs, under, over and unders at 47 and a half. What do you like with this game, Tory? Do you expect do the Ravens continue that win streak coming into Philly? Yeah, I think the Ravens continue the
1: win streak. Uh, they do a great job of getting rid of the bad teams. You know, if you're a bad team, they don't mess around with you. They they get yeah. they they kill an ant with a sledgehammer. You know, <laughs> that's the best way to explain it. And yeah. uh, you know, they they look almighty. The Ravens look almighty against everyone in the NFL, but that one team mm. that we're red has a, mm. uh, a, man, a young man named Patrick Mahomes. But mm-hmm. if it's anyone else, man, Patrick uh, Lamar Jackson's come to life. I think this is another stat game for him to where uh, they can work on it, their passing game. Uh, if you if you saw Pittsburgh and and Philadelphia, you saw that uh, Mister Claypool went bunkers against this uh, Eagles defensive back, their secondary. So yeah, uh, having the Ravens out there, I think this is a great opportunity for Hollywood Brown, uh, Mr. Andrews, even Mark Ingram and, and J.K. Dobbins to uh, get their passing game and, and work on that. So um, I, sh- I expect the Ravens to handle business uh, like they usually do.
0: Yeah. Chase Claypool had a great, great, awesome offensive performance on Sunday seven receptions, a buck ten, three touchdowns. Big Ben is starting to put trust into him despite Juju being his number one guy. And it's hard to earn quarterback trust, but it seems to me week in and week out he's earning a little bit more from Ben, a little bit more. And Ben is starting to trust him more, and it's showing. And he had a hell of a fancy day. Actually, to be quite honest with you, I'll give an early early teaser now. He finished with the most points this past Sunday in fantasy football alone, over 42 points. Man, went out there and balled. So for all you people that don't have Chase Claypool, or if you have him, congrats. Shout out to you because, man, racked up. I know that was an awesome boost that you guys may have needed for your fantasy football teams. Browns and Steelers, Torrey. This is a great, great divisional game. This right here is is probably going to be highlighted in one of the games to watch on Sunday for Week 6. Browns, of course, they're coming in hot four and one right now Steelers are undefeated no one seemed to beat them Steelers are home again browns are coming in on the road they've been playing really well at home let's not get to get let's not get it confused with everybody but they're coming on the road now man what do you like about this game can the browns come in and push to five and one and give the Steelers their first loss in a ter- terrible towel- town
1: um, I'm going to say no. Uh, I, I love the Browns. You know, I've been backing them all year, but this is a division game, and Baker Mayfield is my reason why I have to fade the Browns. Uh, anybody who watched that game against the Indianapolis Colts, Baker was – the only thing Baker had to do was hold it in the road, and literally I watched this guy make bad throw after throw after throw and literally give the Colts the opportunity to get back in the game. But – Phillip Rivers is so bad that he threw the ball back to the Browns through a pick six, and that's how the game ended. So, yes. um, outside of that, the Cleveland secondary is banged up. I mean, they, they're from their safeties to their corner, they, they have a lot of guys that's on the injury report, and that just plays right into the, uh, the Steelers' hands. You know, if Chase Claypool is going to go crazy, that's going to leave Juju Smith Schuster wide open. And he's yet to have that breakout fantasy. Well, he's had a breakout fantasy game against the giants, but I think this is be a great opportunity for him to bounce back in the division game and ball out as well, because now you got a two headed monster at wide receiver.
0: Yeah, this is going to be a, you know, I think this is a big test for Cleveland. And I say that because this right here is going to prove to us if they're the real deal or not. And, The reason why I say that is because the Steelers are undefeated, yes. This is a divisional game, yes. But this is where you earn your bucks. As a player, as a franchise, and right now where they are, yeah, they're 4-1. We're not going to discredit them here on the podcast, but, you know, Torrey, is this safe to say, is this a, a, a proven statement game where as though if they do come out and win on Sunday, they basically make a name for themselves where as though they can be a team to watch out for as the rest of the season continues? Yeah,
1: if they can go out and knock off Pittsburgh, it'll legitimize the wins they had, you know, coming into the season. But, you know, we watched them struggle against the Ravens. You know, I was really high on them when everyone was healthy, and I was hoping they would come out and play football, uh, keep it on the ground, and they didn't. You know, they put the game in Baker's hands, and he went out and and turned the ball over, and just they got blown out. So uh, it's not going to get any better playing against the Steelers. You know, this is a team that traditionally uh, is – one A or one B and winning the division and uh the Browns have always been a little brother and it's gonna take uh the perfect game by Baker Mayfield to play and I just don't think he has that in him right now. It's uh, there are some things that were just some blemishes that were really was showing their ugly head uh this past Sunday in that Colts game and I just can't back that. You know, I, I'm not a big fan of Big Ben, but at least I know when when it comes to situational football he'll be able to handle business and and Baker is still learning that as we speak.
0: Yeah, this game is at 3. Browns are coming in as the 3-point underdog. Over and under is at 51 flat. Tory from a Benton standpoint, what do you, what do you like with this game? I I, I like Steelers with the 3. What, what what do you like?
1: Yeah, I love Steelers with the 3. Uh especially if if, if the secondary of the Browns is Uh, It's going to stay on the injury report. You know, it wouldn't shock me if Claypool and Juju, you know, balled out this game. So uh, we'll we'll see how it goes. But, yeah, I'm on a Stiller
0: side. Catch that game 1 o'clock on CBS. Titans and Texans. Titans just came off a win yesterday against the Buffalo Bills. A lot of people had the Buffalo Bills as a money line. Titans came in last night, did what they were supposed to do. Got the job done. They move on to 4-0, undefeated in the AFC South. Texans are coming in, sort of at a lost cause. Coach is fired. Romeo Cornell is taking over, interim head coach, slash offensive coordinator. Do the Texans get a win here, Torrey, on Sunday? I mean, Titans right now, the way they looked last night, they look phenomenal. Offensively, they forced Josh Allen to turn the ball over a few times. And that defense looks really good. What do you like with this game on Sunday?
1: Yeah, I'm going to roll with the Titans on this. Uh, This is a division game, AFC South game. And, uh, you know, I'm a big fan of Deshaun Watson. And, and, you know, with them getting rid of uh, Bill O'Brien. But I I think the Titans, Mm -hmm. uh, they're they're focused. They understand the task at hand. Uh, Right now in Nashville, they're allowing fans. And as we saw yesterday, it mattered in that Buffalo game. So, if you can go out and win a division that guarantees you a home playoff game, and that's something the Titans really want, you know, is you having to play in cold Nashville uh, in January, man, that's that's a tough place to play, and people love their football in the South. So, um, you know, I'm gonna lay I'm gonna lay on the side with the Titans because I like what I saw from Derrick Henry, and I love what I'm seeing from Tannehill, man. This guy's yeah, out man. here, he's making plays, and uh, Corey Davis, and and they're they're just loaded, man, and they're. Now, something I wish they had was a better pass rush, but if Jadavian and Clowney can get it going coming off the edge, uh, this could be a, a sleeper team that really could go on a Super Bowl run.
0: Yeah, I, I I think they have all the capabilities to get back to where they were last year. Of course, they did not wind up losing to Pat Mahomes in the playoffs, the FC Championship game, but I, I, I have all the materials, all the pieces of the puzzle to get back to wh- where they were. Do I do I think they'll get back to the AFC Championship? It's a good possibility, but they're gonna need some help from that pass, especially of, of course with J- Jadavio Clowney. Yes, Mike Vrabel looked out for him; he played for him while v- Vrabel was at while was in Houston. I think he'll get going. The timeline of win, not sure, but this is a perfect opportunity for him against coming in against his former team and having a little bit more fire in him as he steps on that field on Sunday. So uh, that's going to be a huge part, a huge question mark. Can he get it going? Can he be that guy to to lead that pass rush and and have them get get some stops, get some sacks? It, it really, right now, they're ranked uh, below top 15 in the league as far as getting to the quarterback in sacks. And when you have a guy like Jadavion Clowney and what he brings to the table, they definitely have the possibility to be higher than that. So stay tuned for that. That game will be 1 o'clock also. On CBS Broncos and Patriots man I'm happy for this game, especially if cam is coming back uh this game had for all the people out there that may not have known this game had originally supposed to be on Sunday last week but it had got postponed Stefan Gilmore had tested positive for covid nineteen and they basically said we're gonna we're gonna move this game so this game is is a, a remake and reports came out today which we talked about earlier on the show that uh, Cam Newton was going to return he returned to practice today so with the return of Cam going against the Broncos the last time we've seen them play was against Tom Brady and the Bucks. so both teams have had time off far as extra rest preparing for this matchup Broncos are coming in as a 10 point underdog over and under is at 45 With if Cam Newton does play do the Patriots win they do more to win. They roll.
1: I mean, the Broncos. <laughs> the agree,
0: the Broncos
1: are a shell of themselves. You know, yeah. Drew Locke is still out with the uh, arm injury. Vaughn Miller is on the IR. Uh, yep. Cortland Sutton, their best receiver, is out. So you yep. give me, you give me Cameron. You give me Cam Newton. They're going to win. You give me Cam Newton and Stephon Gilmore. Hell, the the Broncos might not even score. So I don't. Yeah. This is a no brainer, man. You know, this is a layup, and you know. Right now, yeah. Man, the, this, this <laughs> the will be a, a and a game world of to see.
0: Champions Club Podcast, you guys can catch this podcast streaming on all platforms, Apple Podcasts, well as Spotify, Anchor FM, and SoundCloud. Give us a listen, give us a share. You can follow Tori on Instagram and Twitter. His Instagram is Tori 81 as well as on Twitter, T underscore Girl81. You can follow myself at Monty 3 and on Twitter, Monty underscore Moss3. You guys can give us a tag with the fantasy football lineups as well as your parlay bets, parlay tickets. Don't know what to bet on? Not sure? Last-minute decisions? Hit us up. We'll get back to you. We'll give you our best insights. Tune into the Champions Club Podcast, streaming on all platforms today. All of our information from our shows and all the rest of our shows going forward on Champions Club Podcast will be presented to you by our friends at DraftKings. For all you iPhone and Android users for your Apple devices, just go to your App Store and Type in DraftKings. And for all you Android users, you may not know how to download it, just go to a Play Store. Type in DraftKings, DraftKings.com. Sign up today. Tori, man. Woo! This right here, I am praying. I this definitely is the game to watch on Sunday. But man, I am praying. This game is a wild, wild west shoot out, my friend. Green Bay Packers, Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Woo! 425 game. That will be on Fox. Joe Buck, Troy Aikman will have the call for you guys. Man, Bucks are coming off a a loss on Thursday night to the Chicago Bears. Packers are coming in hot. Man, Aaron Rodgers and the crew are 4-0. Tom Brady and the crew are down to 3-2. We get to see Rodgers versus Brady one more time. Yes, Brady's in a different uniform. Last time we saw Brady and Rodgers match up, was in Green Bay. Green Bay did get the upper hand and win. But, man, these two, men have had some great historic games over the years. Rather, they were in Foxborough or rather they're in Lambeau. But now they're in Tampa. Tory, I love this game. I hope it plays out to a shootout. These two GOATs are going to go at it. GOAT A and GOAT B or GOAT 1 or GOAT number 2, wherever you guys have these guys listed. Packers are coming in as the one-point favorite over and under, currently at 45-and-a-half. Brady versus Rodgers, another take. What do you like with this game, Tori? I know you're excited just as much as I am. Oh,
1: I love it. Give me the Packers. This is a no-brainer mm. for me, uh, and and I'm not overreacting. I watched the yeah. uh, the Tampa and Chicago game, and I saw yeah. that Khalil Mack uh, was he had his way with with Tampa's left tackle. Literally, <laughs> he, he hip tossed him and and, yeah. and sacked Tom Brady at the same time. So now. You give, me the, you give me the Smith brothers. You give me Preston and uh, Smith and, and, and Zadarius Smith coming off the edge with Tom Brady, I think it's going to be a long game for him Defensively, uh, the Packers have the personnel to match up with the talent that the Buccaneers have. And on offense, I watched the – not the San Diego Chargers, the L.A. Chargers and Justin Herbert go down to Tampa and put up 31 and literally yeah. should have beat the Buccaneers. And now we're going to bring in Aaron Rodgers, somebody that's playing like an MVP, and think he's going to slow down against that Tampa defense. Like, a lot of people hype him up. I I I did a show earlier with uh, some people from Fox Sports, and they were like, you're going to take the, the public play and, and be on the Green Bay Packers. And I was like, I got to take the team that's playing well. Something that Tom Brady does not like is guys who go out there and turn the ball over or guys who make silly penalties. That was something he did not experience in, in New England. But he's experiencing a whole lot of it in Tampa. And right now, the Green Bay Packers are playing button-up football. These guys are handling business, offense, defense, and special teams. And as long as you got twelve at quarterback, Mister Discount, double check, Mister State Farm, Mister AKA, <laughs> I can do anything, man. I gotta go with twelve, <laughs> man. So give me Aaron Rodgers and the temp- Give me Aaron Rodgers over the Bucs. easy money, man. Devonte Adams
0: balls out this game. Oh man. This is what makes Champions Club Podcast so great. I love the Packers. They're coming off a bye week. Man, before that bye week, they were rolling offensively, just scoring points. I think they do come into Tampa and give Brady and that Tampa crew a lot of headaches. But I do expect Tampa Bay to bounce back, and this is the perfect game for it. I mean, I've loved all the Brady and Rodgers matchups over the years, and... I like this game. Tampa is a, is coming in as the as the one point underdog. I hope it plays out to be a shootout. I really do. I, I think both defenses. I think Brady has the 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 pieces to go out there and give you twenty plus points, twenty five plus points. And Rodgers can definitely tear apart that Buccaneer defense like no other. I like this game a lot, Toria. And you're taking the Packers for the sake of you taking the Packers and taking Mr. Discount. Double check which I have no disrespect for. He is a bad man, and he is the GOAT. But I'm taking old GOAT Brady in this one, just to make it a little bit more fun. I like the Bucks at home to win. That game will be at 425 on Fox, Troy Aikman. Joe Buck will have the call. That's going to be a hell of a game to watch, and I'm going to be zoomed in, locked in. And it's going to be a hell of a game, Tory. what do you With this over and under at 54 and a half, what, what, what are you leaning towards it from a betting standpoint if you had to just bet on this game alone for us over and under i wouldn't mess with it
1: you know because okay uh, and the reason why is because i wouldn't want to blow my ticket on it i don't feel confident (laughs) about either side the only thing i feel comfortable with is knowing that the packers is going to win the game so whatever that spread is but i wouldn't try to extend my ticket and you know and be pissed off at the end of the day because it's going to be i think it's going to be a really good ball game and you know, you might see some defensive stops and it it can make your game go under or you might see it being a shootout. You know, either way, I think we're going to see
0: some great football on Sunday between these two teams. Amen. We can both agree to that. Amen. We are going to see a great football game and we're going to see two goats go at it, man. We don't know how much more we're going to see these two, especially playing at a high level that, you know, these guys have been playing at these last few years. So just sit back and enjoy greatness, baby, because I know I am. Rams and 49ers. That game will be a Sunday night game. Chris Collinsworth, Al Michaels will have the call with for that game on NBC. 49ers are at home. This is a division game. They are a mess. We talked about earlier in the show with the with Jimmy G being benched. Kyle Shanahan is not playing any games. I'm not sure benching Jimmy G was to motivate him or what. You know, Jimmy G comes to his press conference, talks about confidence. Hundred million dollars. Confidence should not be an issue. Rams are coming in playing very well. Uh they they they're ball they balled out last week. They're at four and one right now. Tori, who you like to win in this game? Sprite is at three. San Francisco is the underdogs at home. Overner is at fifty one. What are some key some key things to look forward to when these two teams kick off on Sunday night?
1: Well, on a Sunday night game, you're gonna get teams best effort because it is a sand a standalone spot. But I'm not gonna give any crazy information out the Rams should win the game the Niners have been playing bad and I I don't think the Niners are good enough to go in there and go play with a backup quarterback and I don't think they're good enough to go in and win with the banged up quarterback so um, I think this game should it really should be a blowout to be honest with you like I would be shocked if it it, even with the Rams being the away team and, and the Niners being home it's just the Niners are just hurt man they're banged up all
0: over the board so just give me the Rams. Yeah that game right there has the Rams deep has the Rams logo written all over it far as a win in the win column but we've seen in the past with these two teams kicking off tends to be anybody's game we're not even sure right now who the starter is going to be for San Francisco come Sunday. Kyle Shanahan has not named the starter yet. Who knows who we probably won't know until Saturday night. So that is a Sunday night game on NBC. Rams are coming in; they're four and one. This is a division game. 49ers at two and three. Tor, would you be shocked if the Forty Nineers were to win this game at home?
1: Oh yeah, that's gonna blow a lot of people parlays and tickets because, Ooh, man, yeah. Uh, you know, so uh, you and uh, well, the Las Vegas and you are the only people that's that's <laughs> pulling for the Niners because I'm willing yeah. to bet, man. <laughs> You know, especially
0: no, no, I'm, I'm not rooting for San Fran to win. I, yeah. I I think they lose in this game at home again. It, it, it's just a mess. So I'm probably from a Raiders' standpoint. They're probably rooting for a 49ers win, but I'm not. Yeah, because and because uh, think ahead.
1: about this from a betting standpoint. Yeah, if you can get the Packers or you can get Tampa Bay as a one point spread, what game are you gonna parlay that with? Good question. No, I'm just saying. Look, just who plays next?
0: Yeah, Rams
1: and 49ers. You know, so, like, that's how a lot of these tickets are, are consisted of. Or if you – let's say you lose the t- – let's say you bet it on Tampa and Tampa lost and you try to double up and get it back.
0: Get your money back, yeah.
1: Who are you going to bet on that following
0: game? So. Oh, my God. Yeah. I, I, I tell you what, if I'm going to double down, I'm not trusting San Francisco 49ers at all. I, I, I wouldn't even trust him with my life savings. Yeah, so. Hell, you, you can give me, I can find $50 on his treat and I wouldn't bet the 49ers on Sunday with that money. Yeah, exactly. So, liability for sure. Yeah. That game is going to be really interesting, but as Tori and myself have just said on our Champions Club podcast, Rams should go away with the W. Chiefs and Bills, man. Bills, tough loss yesterday. Chiefs are coming off a loss to my lock of the week for week five. John Gruden, Chucky, e and those Raiders—they got it done. Went on the road, put up a put up a wild, wild west shootout, and basically got the last the last shot off, and that was the executor. And the win on the road. Both teams are coming off a loss, story. I do like the Bills' defense in this situation. Yes, Pat Mahomes is on the road. He's going into Bills' Mafia. Man, I would have loved this game even more had Bills' Mafia been in attendance. That that fan base over there is wildly crazy. You can feel the the ruckus in the arena, and I think this has been a perfect perfect game for them. Not also to have that boost from the fans, but just them to be in a bounce back situation, knowing that they got Bills Mafia behind them. That is a Monday night game, of course. Uh, at five o'clock, will be a doubleheader uh, Monday night game. But Torrey, man, what do you like about this game? Chiefs are coming in four point favorite over under is at fifty seven and a half. That's kind of too high for me in my in my opinion. But what do you like with this with this game when these two teams kick off on Monday night?
1: You took the words right out of my mouth, man. I, I just wish Governor Como would would allow, you know, the New York teams to have fans because this is a spot for the Buffalo Bills. But with no fans, I can't I can't back them in this situation because they need that support. They need to be able to uh, create the lay of games and, and make it hard for Patrick Mahomes to, to communicate to his teammates in the huddle. But would not with yeah. them not having that. I'm afraid this game could look like the Ravens versus uh, Chiefs game because if the Chiefs want to turn up, they can, and uh, the only way to to stop Patrick Mahomes is you you gotta you gotta have that home field advantage, and, and Buffalo is not having that because there are no fans there, and it's gonna be like a practice. And if Pat can comfortably go out and make audibles and checks at the line of scrimmage, man, it plays right into the Chiefs' hands. So. You know, I, I hope they you know come up with some new rule or something because this simulated crowd noise is not even on cue when people make plays. You know, it's, it's been bad.
0: Yeah, and, and you know this this would have been a perfect game for them defensively, having Pat Mahomes on the edge of his seat, line of scrimmage issues, maybe some delay of games, can't hear you, uh, can't 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 hear your, your your count, and just not having them alone. Takes a lot of uh, of time possession, a, a lot of uh, getting to the quarterback, a, a lot of little key things that add up into a football game on Sundays. That hurts him, really does. Who do you like to win this game? Uh,
1: the Kansas City Chiefs. You know I, I, they just have better coaching, and that takes over it when when you can communicate it. So if I if I'm the Buffalo Bills, I'm messing with the headsets or something. I'm making it hard on them <laughs> some type of way, man. I'm for real. I, I just take I take that that fine yeah. to get that win because you it, it's got. I don't think anyone could beat the Chiefs on a neutral field with no fans. That's true. Good point. I, I agree. I, I just you know it, it, they would have to go out there and just melt it in and be like we don't feel like playing. But them knowing yeah. like okay, we are gonna see Buffalo again down the road. Let's go on and put it on them so we can. We can mess with their mind. We can we can have that mind control over Debo.
0: Yeah, that's going to be the rest of the game. We'll be a doubleheader, as I said, on Monday night on ESPN. Arizona Cardinals, Dallas Cowboys. That will be the primetime game for Monday night. Lord Riddick and the crew will be on the call for that. Colin Murray coming into, into Dallas. We know what he can do, especially when he's at Oklahoma in AT&T Stadium. Lit him up when his... College days in Oklahoma, but Cowboys again. No, no. Dak Prescott done for the year. This will basically be Andy Dalton's first start since he was a Cincinnati Bengal. Man, spread is at two. Tory Cowboys are coming in as a two point underdog. Over and under at fifty four and a half right now from our friends at DraftKings. What do you like? What are some keys to the game from Tory's standpoint uh, when these two teams kick off?
1: Um, I, I'm gonna play with. I, I'm gonna give the Arizona Cardinals. I, I'm gonna roll with them. Uh, I don't believe in a red in a red rifle right now, and I think Dallas <laughs> no. is just uh, they're rifle. they're up in the air. Uh, at yeah. least I know with Kyler Murray, if the play breaks down, uh, he has DeAndre Hopkins and Larry Fitzgerald, and having these guys in a primetime spot on Sunday night—I mean on a Monday night—you know they're gonna ball out. And I, I can't say the same for the Dallas Cowboys. Do they have more talent? Yes, but at least I know that the Arizona Cardinals have functional talent where it does work together. So I think we'll see the best uh, of this team. And uh, with the left and right tackle being out for the Cowboys, I think that's going to give Chandler Jones the opportunity to eat. You know, he's a premier pass rusher in the NFL. And uh, if, it, if it ever does get third and long, man, you you can know he's going to really uh, wreak havoc on, on, on Andy Dalton and that Cowboys
0: offense. Yeah, this will be a great, great fantasy bounce back for Kyler Murray, especially the way that Cowboys defense is. I don't think a surgeon could fix that up and put them back together. It's going to be a great fantasy game for all you Kyler Murray owners out there. So he he already coming off a great week uh, uh, this past week against the Jets. His fantasy numbers were great. And this is going to be a game to see. I do like Arizona to come in and win. I don't think the Cowboys have enough time to get – things in a place for Andy Dalton to come in and and get it done. Yes, he has a talent around him offensively. Yes, they're gonna probably feed Zeke Moore, Tony Pollard, getting into the action, but I I think that I think the Cardinals hold it down defensively. They get after Andy Dalton, give him some trouble, especially with that offensive line issues that they have in Dallas, and Cardinals will come out on top in that game for sure. Champions Club Podcast, Tory Garley, Monty Moss, this is our favorite part of the show. Fancy football, man. Three and one Tory I'm three and one. I came off a buy. Man, I'm happy. I was down at while well, I was down most of the most of my game on Sunday, and uh, the man by the name of Mister Justin Herbert saved the day, saved my day, saved my my basically my team on Sunday. Twenty seven points went out and ball through four TDs and. I came out victorious, man. How, how how was your fantasy football Sunday uh last week? Did you get a did you get a dub?
1: No, I lost. I had uh I, I have three players from the Green Bay Packers and all those guys were on a okay. bye week. So I was forced oh, to throw Kirk Cousins into action and a few other but players. You said, but you
0: said, yes. Yeah,
1: and you know, he gave me a little something. He didn't put up a big fantasy day, but um, yeah. you know, I just gotta roll with the punches. But uh this week I know uh, my Packers crew have bounced back, so uh, I think this would be a mm. great spot for them. and I yeah. should be all right moving forward.
0: Yeah, I have Adam Thielen. Gave me 29 points. I'm happy he balled out. CeeDee Lamb also gave me 21 points. He balled out. And, you know, we always say, we've always said on our Champions Club podcast, it's not about those big names. You know, just just me alone. I, I have a lot of under-the-radar guys and Mike Davis is one of them, which i said the last two weeks to go buy stock now. Mike Davis been ball, man. I have him, and uh I'm pretty much gonna bounce off Jet McKinnon. He's gave me what he could these last two weeks, Tori. I'm gonna be honest. And I think the McKinnon train on Monty's team ends here. I'm gonna let him go. Tori, man, what are what are what are some of your biggest points from your lineup? Some players that gave you the biggest points from this, this past Sunday.
1: Well, I didn't have them, but what I saw from Chase Claypool and uh, Travis oh, Fulgham, <laughs> Fulgham oh, of man. the Eagles and Claypool of the Pittsburgh Steelers, uh, yeah. these guys are, whenever they play against each other, you got to take them. So uh, right now, uh, I'm quite sure they're probably, everybody's trying to claim them, so good luck with that on waivers. But yeah. I, I'm not a person that overreact, but mm-hmm. if you see Juju Smith-Schuster, and knowing, like, okay, Big Ben has to have a number two target. You've seen this before with Antonio Brown and Juju, and I think it could be something similar to that where it can take some of that pressure and allow Juju to get back to playing his game. And with Travis Fulgham, this guy is just – he comes out of nowhere. Like, the Eagles have Zach Ertz. They have Deshaun Jackson. They have Alshon Jeffery. They have all these players. But he's stepped up, and he's been the favorite target of Carson Wentz. So, um, you know, I would go out and get those guys because they proved, they showed on Sunday that they really can play. Now, I wouldn't bet the house on them. I wouldn't go out there and start them every week, but having them on your roster could be something good. Or if you can claim them and trade them away for some value, maybe get you another running back, you know people will jump at it. So, you know, it's not always about uh, overreacting, and, and playing it, guy, sometimes you can overreact and, and, and sell him while he's at a high and, and get yeah. something back for him, and, and it can help your team moving forward. But right now I just see too many people panicking and just uh, really just kind of like getting rid of their best players or trying to trade their best players when
0: you just got to roll with the punches. Yeah, great key point. Definitely. That, that plays a huge, huge, huge part into your fantasy because there will be weeks where – You'll have a guy, or you go get a guy. Let's say he balls out three weeks; he's a hot stock now. A lot of people going to want him, and with that, you can be you can be ahead. Like, hey, listen, this guy gave me three three straight weeks over twenty five points. That streak obviously is not going to last long, but yet this guy wants to give me a trade, wants to make a trade. Hmm, let me see who's going to get. Hmm, who on this roster is going to get? It's due for a bounce back week. Bang, bang, bang! Make the trade happen. You know it happens a lot, and I've done it before. Like this year alone. Chris Carson. I've had a a, a player in my, in my league offer me Leonard Fournette, um, Leonard Fournette, Drew Brees, and I can't remember the other player for Chris Carson. And Chris Carson's been hot these last four weeks, five weeks. Well, four weeks. He so didn't have a. He only gave me 19 points on Sunday, but it's it's situations like that where Tori and I are trying to tell you guys, you got when you got guys that are at a all-time high, putting up numbers week in and week out, that gives you a lot of leverage where you can go out and make trades. And, man, they'll feel like crap after, man. They just traded for a guy that's been hot four weeks, and they go on a downfall the next three. Safe to say, Tori? Yep. It, it never fails. It's just like a stock. So you got to yeah. know
1: when to hold them and, and know when to fold them.
0: Yep. Know when to walk away. Know when know to run. Know to run. You never <laughs> get your money when what you're sitting at the fancy football table. Yes, sir. All right. Sleepers to aim for after week five, Tory. man. You you already put two up there on the board with Chase Claypool and Travis Fulgham. Both had great numbers. Chase Claypool led the way in fancy points alone with 42 points. Travis Fulgham was right behind him with 31. Man, who are some sleepers to look out for that you should go get after week five?
1: Uh, it's time to get back on the Hollywood train. I think Mark Andrews mm. and, and Hollywood Brown of the Ravens. They're going against yep. this Eagles secondary, and right now it is wide open. It is 7-11, come one, come all. This is a buffet table. They, You get a touchdown, you get a touchdown, <laughs> you get a brand-new card just like Oprah. So I would literally yeah. target players that are playing with the Ravens and also target guys who are playing with the uh, Pittsburgh Steelers going against the Cleveland Browns secondary. Right now they're just bad, and I think this is a great, a great opportunity to, to pick against these bad defenses.
0: Yeah. Yeah. My sleeper would be, as Troy touched on, you want to look at the rosters and know who they're going against. Cowboys have a really horrible run defense, and this is a great spot for Chase Edmonds, running back from the Arizona Cardinals, to have another great performance. Uh, he, he came off this week against the Jets with over 45 yards rushing, gave, gave America 20 points. Yes, he caught five balls out of the back for 56 and this is another great spot for him to, to have another great fantasy week against the Dallas Cowboys because we know their run defense is horrible. And not, I can go out there and, and put up 65, 70. Hell, I might even get in the end zone against them. That's how bad their run defense is. So my lock of the week, my steal of the week, my sleeper to aim for, I've been on, I've been telling America to get Mike Davis. At this point, I'm not even going to give him anymore because he's not even a sleeper. He's already earned his bones with me and made a statement these last three weeks from a fancy football standpoint. But Chase Edmonds, running back from the Arizona Cardinals, if you guys don't have him, buy stock now. I think he's going to have a great game. I know he's going to have a great performance against the Dallas Cowboys, and he could definitely wind up having another 20 to 25, maybe even 30 range for points this upcoming week. So stay tuned for that. Tori man, who are some players to stay away from after week five?
1: And I hate to say this, but I think I would stay away from anyone who played with the Carolina Panthers. So that's Mm. Robbie Anderson, that's Mike Davis, that's Teddy Two Gloves, I would stay away from those players because they're going against a Bears defense that's very stingy. Um, We saw Tom Brady struggle against this Bears defense, how they were getting after it. And with the Panthers being in rebuild mode, I think this is a a prime spot for them to go in there and get beat up at home uh, against the Chicago Bears.
0: Yeah. One key note to note to all you guys out there from fantasy football standpoint, stay away from players from the Raiders, the Chargers, the Saints, and the Seahawks. Those four teams are on buys this week. And as Torrey said, if he had had those three Packers players playing, more than likely his chances of winning would have been higher. But just having those three roster gaps on Sunday and losing three players to put up points, that can hurt you. So stay away from any Raiders players, Josh Jacobs, uh, doesn't matter. Derek Carr, stay away. Keenan Allen, stay away. I have Justin Herbert, so I have the decision to make myself. New Orleans Saints and Seahawks player, yes. Uh, Let Russ Cook Kitchen has been awesome. Metcalf Kitchen has been fantastic. The food there is delicious up in Seattle, but there those four teams are on a buy-in. You you got this is the situation where you have to adjust your lineups, and we're here to help you here on the Champions Club Podcast. So stay away from those players right there. Torrey, man, what advice would you give to fancy football players, owners, after week five? Because, like I said, just you having those three three Packers players not playing played a huge part in in your result on Sunday. What what advice would you give to America after week five?
1: America, just listen to Monty and I. (laughs) We're (laughs) spoon-feeding you some great information, some million-dollar information for free. All you have to do is just subscribe, you know, on on Apple or Spotify. Leave five
0: stars for us. Yeah, leave five
1: stars. Make sure you review. But we're doing all the work for you. You literally, if we're telling you to to pick on this defense because they're they're bad, I've sat down and watched every game. So just know it's coming with the best interest. Like we all want to win. So if you just take our friendly advice, America, you'll be up a lot of money right now.
0: Yeah. When will America learn to listen to us? We've literally given you gems, especially from the fantasy football standpoint, week in and week out. Man, a listen to us, America. Not also are we too smart, men and good looking. But we know our stuff, man. KYS, can't repeat it due to airways, but Tori's always taught me that. <laughs> know your stuff. And we know our stuff. But we're, we're, we're grinding, man. We're giving it to you guys. On the Champions Club podcast, don't forget to tag your best lineups. Tag us Twitter, Instagram at Monty Moss Three at Twitter Eighty One on Twitter at T underscore Girl Eighty One or on Twitter at myself at Monty underscore Moss Three. it's your fantasy football lineup, uh, you need some advice on who to start, who to bench, who to put in the flex position, what defense to roll with. Tag us. Your parlay tickets don't know to bet with last minute. Need some betting advice? Hit us up. We'll reply back to you. We show love to people out there, especially if you are tuning into the Champions Club podcast. Which is streaming on all on all platforms, as well as Apple Podcasts, Spotify, SoundCloud, and Anchor FM. Don't worry, America, we love you guys. But of course, don't forget Lock of the Week. It's time, America. We're here. The undefeated streak of the Mossville continues. Come on down, everybody. Drinks is on the house. Man, I'm five and zero. Oh. I gave America. Probably looked at me. Ready to blow me up on social media after I took the Raiders as a fourteen-point underdog last week at the time, which which I bought our friends from DraftKings. That's what the line was, and uh, they went out and won. And Tory, I really don't. It's sad that this loss counts to getting your first loss. I, I'm trying to on figure. I'm podcast. trying to figure out how Ooh. I got a
1: loss when I I said I want them with the points, but me personally, oh, okay. I'm playing the money okay, line. Well. I, I knew mm-hmm. they were going to cover the seven like that wasn't a doubt they
0: did which they yeah, did okay that was all right yeah. America we'll clarify this up
1: yeah but uh, I I wanted I was like hey I'm greedy I want the I want the extra cheese on top I just yep, don't want which the, the
0: money line they're they're a plus hundred
1: exactly so I obviously I made both plays I played the plus seven but yes. I wanted the money okay, line so that, that Tori and
0: myself are five and zero we can't see each other lose we don't want to see each other lose just. Could this come down to the last week, America? We don't know. We're giving it to you, and we know our stuff. So Tory's lock of the week last week. Not also, you say to take the Vikings with the points, which they did cover on the road. They did lose by one. And also, uh, I told I told everybody to take the Raiders with the plus fourteen, and it worked out. So Tory and myself both five and zero here. Tory, man, it's time for our week six lock of the week. Who do you got? Who's your lock of the week for week six? I had a Sunday. You know what? Give me the public. Give me the public
1: play. I'm taking Aaron Rodgers. I don't care mm. if everybody and their mama is on it. I'm mm-hmm. going with the green and gold. I think it's a great spot for them. You can call it being a square. You can call it being with Joe Public. It doesn't matter, man. I'm I, this is the better football team. Give me the Packers on the road to handle business over the Bucks.
0: This is really, really sloppy for me to say this. I could easily say, Tori, I'm going with the Bucks as a one-point underdog. Do it, but that would make that would that would make things very, very more difficult because now it would be the battle of the egos. My ego, I don't have one; it's checked at the door. Yes, as bad as I want this game to be, a great game, I just want to see a great game. That's all I came here for. In the great words of my of, of Omar, I'm just here to see a great game. That's it. So I'm gonna go ahead and take the Rams with the four on the road against the San Francisco 49ers. That's sort of an easy game for most of you probably say. It could be, it could come out on Sunday night and be a whole total different ball game. But I'm going to make it easier for America. For all you guys out there, it'll be right after the Packers and, and Buccaneers game uh, on Fox. That game will be on Fox. The Rams and 49ers will be on NBC, and it's right after. So we'll have back-to-back lineups for you. Tory's Log of the Week at 425, and then we'll end with mine at 8.30. So it's rather Tory wins and I win or Tory loses and I lose or we both just win again. Stay tuned for that. So there's our week there's our week six lock of the week America. So Tory on behalf of our producer Mr. Ross Clark we want to say thank you for all you guys tuning in and showing so much love over the time of our week of our six weeks on the Champions Club podcast. You can catch us streaming on all platforms Apple Music, Spotify, Anchor FM as well as SoundCloud. All our information for our friends at DraftKings. If you guys don't have the DraftKings app, you guys can go download App Store or Play Store. Type in DraftKings, DraftKings.com. Sign up today. Tori. any last word before we sign off? Happy Football Sunday, baby. <laughs> On behalf of our producer, Ross Clark, Tori Gurley, Monty Moss, enjoy Football Sunday as well as Fantasy Football Sunday. Hope you guys go get those wins and those parlays. Sign off, America. Champions Club Podcast. Enjoy Football Sunday.